Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Hi, friends. I hope that you are having a lovely Friday. I just wanted to stop in today and pass along this meditation. This season, I think (laughs) this sounds really odd, but one time I heard an interview with Taylor Swift and she talked about how autumn was the time that she wrote the best because of the nostalgia that happens in this season. And I was thinking about that and because every single fall I find myself far more able to consciously write things. And I find this true in the winter too. I think winter is because it's slower, but there's a level of transition in everything. I feel like we're watching it happen outside. And then I think there's always something that changes, you know, maybe you're thinking about a new job, you're thinking about moving. Maybe your kids are going through a transition. Maybe you're going through a transition in a relationship. Who knows what it is? Nevertheless, I feel like these moments typically find us in the fall. So I think she's right. I really do. Because I find that I write better in the fall. And summer to me has always been... I can find my moments and I really have to sit down and process something in order to give it legs. But when it is this time of year, it just kind of flows and who knows, maybe it's just a random coincidence, but I don't think so. That said, I want to say that some of these 
meditations can seem a little bit, you know, sad or like going through this process, but I think that's the season. There's a level of excitement and nostalgia that comes with fall. And it's a level of reflection and looking to what comes next. And there's just a lot of things that we're processing in this season. So I think it's normal for something to feel full in the emotional sense. So if you're feeling that, I tell you to just lean into it. Lean into that fullness because it's super important in order to go through the process of processing something. So whatever that may be for you. And I think this, I'm finally feeling during the pandemic, I felt like I couldn't write as well. I I mean, I had two kids at home. I was basically a full-time mom trying to have a career like most women in America and in maybe the world, but I feel like it was really intense in America. And then now I have more space sure school doesn't look normal. There's weird things that are always going on, but I do feel like there is this level of space that's been created that I can like hear myself better. And it's been nice to go through that this fall and kind of process those things. So I'm going to read this one. It is called never pass this way again. And I've kind of been playing this idea out on Instagram. So it may feel a little familiar, but it's much more in depth. So the mornings in October have finally cooled down properly. The rain has come in over the hills with a cold air behind the drops. The hills have turned golden in hues of orange, red, brown, and yellow. Every morning, my coffee and I and a small toddler enter the gardens. We let the chickens out into the lower garden to clear the tomatoes we know won't ever turn, and and they scratch the soil to remove all the bugs that hide away waiting for next spring. We leave the chickens to do their work and head to the garden we are still using closer to the house. The last of the zinnias and cosmos are full of bloom still, as they have not been told summer has passed long ago. The little sparrows cover the dead sunflower heads, hunting for the last of the seeds that the blue jays left behind. They will keep them well fed this winter. They fly up in a flock as our voices carry to them. They will return once they know we won't bother them and will continue their work of saving for the inevitable snowfall. Though the garden is no longer alive with the buzzing bees or the flitting of the butterfly and bustling of hummingbirds, there is still an abundance of life in the late October garden as we await the frost that will gently speak of the perfect timing to end. I gather the last of the hazelnuts from the bushes but leave plenty for the squirrels. I dig up the oak sapling that started this spring and I let grow in the beds till it would be best to move it in the fall. I clipped the sage. I removed the zucchini. That was our best all year, despite getting a couple squash vine borers. I pull a few beets that never bulbed and clip back the collards, which have grown bitter now. I see new life, even here, at what feels like the end. The borage receded and is vibrantly alive. The chamomile is already coming back around the spinach. The nasturtiums seem to have not noticed summer came and went already. There is still so much that is bursting from the soil that is that it's hard to believe we are nearing the end now. As I look around, I note the way the leaves are whirling around with the light gust of wind. I see the tiny little toddler carrying a bucket, mimicking me, harvesting and pulling off the last of the calendula and marigolds. 
The chickens wander in and we shoo them away because this garden isn't yet ready to despite what they think. I take a moment to just take it in. A skill I learned this summer in the garden. To stop, to smell, to linger, to soak it in, literally. There are so many tasks left to do, but if I know anything, it is that this garden will never be this way again. So I have to think less of what is yet to be done and enjoy what already is. The chamomile will reseed in a new place in the spring. The hyssop will be two times as big. The sage will need to find a new home next year. The onions will be pulled and planted elsewhere. The list goes on, but I also think about the little one and the one also not here. They won't be this small again. I look at her and remember her sitting and eating turnips this time last year. Just beginning to crawl, and she wore the same jacket that she wears now, but it nearly swallowed her then. Now she wanders and gathers and jabbers on. Her coat won't fit here in a few months, and we will pass it on to another child to enjoy." nothing will remain the way that it has been. This is where I want to linger in it all. I want to remember it all and hold it in this perfect rainbow of tones as the sun peeks over the house and burns off the mist from the night. I want to hold us both in this light forever, which I know is impossible, but maybe for a minute it is. I remember when I gave birth, I worked before the process to build a safe space. I could go when birth became challenging. When I closed my eyes to imagine this space, I imagined this very moment, a fading garden that smelled of the earth and herbs and the perfect morning light with a tinge of cool air. Now I am here living in that safe space. I have to live in it right now. How could I do much else? You see, the garden has been here through it all since we moved here. And though I will be sad to see this garden pass, and though I am sad our days of working side by side are ending, I am also am mourning something even bigger. You see, I know we will never pass this way again. I dreamt of this life, the one right here with a garden and these little ones. I dreamt of this very life, and though there is always more to perfect, I was reminded this year by the garden that the details don't matter as much as the whole picture. We have... We have to take time to be part of it all. Instead of pulling weeds, I clipped the flowers to make a bouquet. Instead of planting on time, I sat and had a glass of wine to watch the garden wave in the wind at golden hour. I learned how to be this year, and if there is a gift I will be utterly thankful for this year, it is that one. I learned to absorb a moment, which isn't easy and will be a continual process. When the snow eventually melts and reveals these beds to us again, I know we will not be the same humans in this very moment we are now. Little ones will be less little. The trees will not be the same. The plants will not be the same. And I will not be the same either. Everything will have changed. And it leaves me thankful and mourning in one beautiful moment, just like an inhale and exhale coexist. As we tie up the morning and head in with a basket full of herbs to dry and a few rounded up green strawberries from the little one, I giggle and mentally save this moment. Next year, she may never pick green ones again because she will know only to pick red. So I hold it close for a moment to remember and feel this time. But just like the milkweed releasing its seed into the wind, I know I must do the same fleeting and momentary in order to feed us in new ways in the future. We cannot stay forever in any one moment, but when we, were, when we arrive, we can live into it just there long enough to capture it 
in some simple way that lets us know we were there and nowhere else. That when our end in this life nears, we won't feel we miss this time and long to be back to live it more fully, but instead desire to return because we knew the warmth and fullness in our bones. I hang the herbs to dry and note just how we won't pass this way again as I bundle sage next to little hands. I feel the deepest gratitude for our garden that taught me how to sit with that feeling while mourning and celebrating all in one single moment of existence. Knowing that when I bottle this sage and enjoy it in January or February, I will think of this morning in October, perfectly radiant and full of the life I envisioned all those years ago. I hope that you find the same moment in your own garden to reflect and to feel that fullness of all of these things. Because friends, we won't ever pass this way again. And there's beauty in that. And there is sadness in that. And to not acknowledge that is a shame. Even if you have the very perfect thing that you have dreamt of, maybe you are growing a sweet baby. Maybe you found out you get to adopt a child. Maybe you have a wonderful moment before you begin a new life of some kind, whatever it may be, you're in it. (laughs) And that is so beautiful and challenging and wonderful and everything. So make sure that you feel it in your bones, all of it, because this is what makes life so beautiful. I hope you guys have a lovely weekend and I hope that you find a moment to soak it all in. Until then, I'll see you out there, friends. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.